Hey, Coach Arlen here. What do Walt Disney, Andrew Carnegie, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Edison, and FDR all have in common? They shared one secret that propelled them to achieve remarkable success. They each belonged to a mastermind group. If you've never experienced the power of a mastermind group, now is your opportunity. Join my business success mastermind group today. New cohorts are starting soon. To learn more, go to ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. The Courage to Lead, episode 219. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Arlen here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having an incredible week. I'm having a great week and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today. Please help me welcome Nia Dara. Nia Dara is a mother of two, a work from home mompreneur and newbie stand-up comic. Nia's made it her mission to empower people by helping them to tap into their passion, creativity, and joy. Nia guides them in building online businesses that give them the ability to serve and uplift their communities while defining their own journey into the world of online entrepreneurship. Nia is the founder of NDNY Studio, a creative consultancy that provides digital design and branding services across various industries, such as women's wellness, fintech, energy, fast casual dining, the arts, coaching, uh, speaking, and many more. She knows firsthand what's needed to reinvent a brand for lasting, staying power. Nia, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me, Coach Arlen. Yeah, this no, this is... Absolutely. No, this is great. I've been looking forward to the conversation. So you're a mompreneur. I love that. Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, I have two beautiful little girls and I have a business. I work from home. And so hence, mompreneur. Makes nice. Me nice. Moms are superheroes. In my book, they're superheroes. I We travel a lot. My wife and I travel a lot. We're in the airport and you see the mom and she's got one kid on her hip, one kid in a stroller. She's pulling, you know, two rolly bags and a cup of coffee, you know, it's just like, they're just superhuman. I'm, I check my bag so I can just focus on my coffee and not hurting anybody. So that's Absolutely. my way. Yeah. Moms are great at multitasking and sometimes Absolutely. you got to do it. You got to have the kid on the hip, the bag, the coffee in tow. Coffee is essential. Coffee is essential. Absolutely. It's the fuel beneath the fuel. Yep. And same goes for entrepreneurs. Too. Right. Coffee That's is essential. Right. All right. I want to come back and talk about how you got your start, um, how you got to where you are now and who you work with, how you help them talk a little about, uh, about your NDNY studio. Um, but before we get started, I've got some questions that I like to ask every one of my guests. Um, right. These are questions made famous on the TV show Inside the Actress Studio, where the host James Lipton asked these questions of his uh, Hollywood guests from TV, film, and stage. And I always thought, you know, if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So Absolutely. if you're ready- 10 questions. All right. Question number one, what is your favorite word? Ooh, this is a good one. Well, my favorite word, I have so many, but let me try to, uh, I like the word possibility, but I love opportunity too. <laughs> nice. Okay. Both good words. All right. What is yeah. your least favorite word? Um, my least favorite word, I think is like restriction or anything around that. Anything that kind of feels limited. <laughs> okay. All right. What turns you on? Um, exploration. I love to like try new things, find things that are novel, like just anything that kind of breaks me out of uh, the moment. <laughs> All right. What turns you off? 
uh, I would say go back to my least favorite word, anything that feels sort of restrictive, that feels yeah. like you're stuck in the mud, you know, any kind of moment or experience like that. Absolutely. All right. What sound or noise do you love? Noise or sound I love. Can I say I love silence? Is that not a, That's, no, <laughs> is that a sound? That's perfect. There's something about the, the silence and the quiet of the sunrise in the morning that I particularly yeah. love. And nice. watching the sun come up is just that stillness in the world that feels beautiful. Very cool. All right. What sound or noise do you hate? Ooh, um, that's a good one. Just kind of like large, loud, sharp noises that are kind of jarring. It could yeah. be anything, but just things that kind of like, ooh, uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> what, what's that? You know? <laughs> yep. All right. Question seven. What is your favorite curse word? Well, I'm originally from New York, so there's the classic F word that could be a favorite, but because I have children and I needed to come up with an alternative and not use uh, the bombs, <laughs> sometimes I replace it with silly words like fart knuckle or something like that because I just couldn't, you know, wanted to come Excellent. out, but I couldn't. So. Excellent. <laughs> fart knuckle. Love it. That could be a t-shirt. You yeah, I think so. Fart knuckle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Question eight. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Wow. I think, uh, I think if, if I could have done anything, not that I would ever have done it in this life, but I think it would be uh, uh, like an astronaut, right? Why not? Explore the stars. Heck yeah. <laughs> Very cool. All right. What profession would you not like to do? I think the profession that I would least like to do that's a really good question because I feel like there are professions that I probably wouldn't be very good at, you know, like I don't know, I don't have strong skills in probably being in like the medical field of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, that might be, I think I have a good bedside manner, but I'm not sure if I could be like a brain surgeon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it to the brain surgeons. I there feel like go. they're good at that. Leave it to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well, uh, what would I like to hear God say? I would, I would probably uh, expect him to say, yeah, it's real. But then also <laughs> be like, okay, I'll finally tell you the purpose of it all because I know you've been wondering. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Nice. Or a big cup of coffee. That'd be perfect. Yes. Let's right. sit down to a huge cup of coffee. God. Exactly. All right. <laughs> Uh, Nia, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about how you got your start. Uh, tell us all about uh, in the NY studio, uh, some of the work that you do there. And at some point, we're going to transition into talking about courage and leadership. Okay. Wonderful. Cool. All right, listeners, we're going to talk about all that and probably a lot more right after this. So stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. And I'm back with my guest, Nia Dara. Nia, thanks again for agreeing to be on the podcast. It's great to have you here. And uh, thanks Thank for taking for time. Me. 
Yeah, no, it's good. So tell me about your early career. How did you, how did you get started? Where did this all start? Okay, well, um, I got started in the digital space well over a decade ago now. Um, but at the time, I was actually in the beauty industry. And previously, before that, I was in the fashion industry. Um, when I was in beauty, I was in um, career development, education, and management. And I was overseeing a team of junior stylists uh, across multiple locations uh, and helping them through the education career. Uh, components. Um, and so getting into the digital space where I am now online, uh, web design, brand strategy, art direction, all of these things, um, I didn't come in with those skills, but I, I had a curiosity about it. I was um, a, a sponge for learning and I really wanted to explore something new. There was just this kind of internal thing that says this feels really interesting and I was kind of pulled towards it. Um, but Honestly, I didn't come in with those skills, right? I didn't come in with like the kind of skills you would need to be in the space. Um, but at the time, I was in a junction in my life where I, there was like a push-pull, both personally and professionally, um, where, um, you know, I was spending a lot of time at work um, and work was coming home with me and I was, you know, stuck to the grind on my phone and couldn't be present when I was at home with my family. And I just felt like there had to be a different way. And so I was like, you know, that, that thing, it just kept coming up. You know, you have that feeling where you're like, I think this, you know, we could do this differently. And what does it look like? Um, and I really had a desire to be more present at home, but also present professionally too, but in a different way. Yeah. And so, you know, with the support of my family uh, and a little bit of courage, <laughs> I jumped into the uh, online space and I started building out websites and I got into social media as it was at the time. You know, it's very different. Mm -hmm. components now but um and i just again had this this uh, sponge learning that was going on i wanted to understand all those different components of what it meant to be in the online space and at the time you know i was making a website that um you know i've grown a lot a lot since then you know they, they were very rudimentary in the beginning and i think i've, I've done a good job at, at, at growing and evolving well there's so much um, there and every time you turn around there's something new and just as okay. you get that you know, covered to where you're a proficient in that, there's something new. It's oh, never ending. Yeah. And especially in the online space is that it moves so fast yeah. just from the software to the hardware. Things are just evolving very, very quickly and rapid rate. You have to stay uh, up to speed. You have to continuously grow. You have to know what's in there because the pulse literally changes uh, sometimes month to month, depending on where you sure. are. <laughs> Absolutely. And so you say you didn't really know that much about these things, web development and everything like that. Did you see that that was just a, an area that people needed help with? And that's why you decided to learn? Or was it just your own curiosity? Um, I, I, I had a sense that it was an area that was um, open field, right? Something new to explore, but someplace where I could find. I'm a very creative person as well. And I found like a, a, a draw to this idea of creating in a digital space in a, in a new medium, if you will. Um, and so going into um, this industry, I, I had to learn a whole new set of skills, right? Because uh, the application is very different and how you think about things and the psychology of how to build out a website, for example. And, you know, all of these things were not uh, natural or something that I, I knew or had a resource for. So I had to go out and find those areas. I had to find uh, co-working spaces and, and events yeah. and things and seek out communities that uh, that I could grow with and grow from and, and, and give to. Nice. 
Nice. So that was the birth of NDNY Studios. How was that? Was that was that scary to start off? I, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's a, it's a risk, right? You don't. I need to learn skills. I need to I'm going out, uh, coming from uh, you know, working outside of the home and 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 having to only focus at that time on a specific job and the requirements of that role, and then come in and, and having to learn all sorts of new roles and wear all the hats in the beginning, right? And learn all the new tools. So I had some unlearning to do and a whole lot of learning. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one thing I don't think entrepreneurs think about, you know, is you're, you're used to working here where somebody else is making the decisions for you. You know your job really well, but now you need to shift gears, unlearn some things, Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of working within the the framework of, of that company, now you have to be open and do whatever's necessary. That's a big change. Absolutely, it yeah. a, it absolutely is, and it it really teaches you about yourself. And even like something as just as simple as your time, right? You have a whole new operations around your time. How can you be most productive during specific hours? What does that look like? And also, I think you almost don't realize how much creative abandon you have with that role. You yeah. really can create anything. You really are firstly in charge of doing, captaining your own ship however you want. And I think in some ways that could be both very exhilarating and also very scary. <laughs> very scary. Well, you know, we, we talk, my wife and I talk about that. You know, it's like you could, we could go to dinner anywhere. Well, that's just too many options, too many choices. You know, it's like, do you want to go to yeah. Chinese food or Italian? That helps narrow down and it's easier to make decisions. When there is just everything available to you, and all these different things you could offer as far as products and services, that can be overwhelming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and again, yet another skill to learn, right? How to narrow right. your focus, how to, you know, have a specific aim, see it through to the other side. I mean, all of those things that come up in other areas of your life. But now it's like, oh, this plate is right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's one thing yeah. about, with my clients, we start off with... Uh, I've got a three-part strategy, simplify, strategize, systematize. Mm-hmm. And the simplify piece is who are you? What do you do? Who do you do it for and why, right? Start there. You, Start there. Yes, it, are, initially you think I want to be everything to everybody, but that waters you down, you know? Yeah. Focus. What do, what do you do? What do you love to do? What are you really, really good at? And what do they need? Start there. And you can build okay. a little at a time, but start start with that. Yes, and that's very much a, a growth mindset, I would think, right? It's just, yeah. you know, see yeah. what's in front of you and then build and grow what's possible for the future. Nice. Very cool. So how long have you been in business? Like I said, I've been uh, working for myself. On an, uh, no, no. <laughs> I've been working for myself for the past 10 years plus. Um, and I, in, I enjoy what I do. And I love that it buys me the freedom to be with my family and mm-hmm. not have to... Um, choose between the two, you know, yeah. I can I can make both work. Now I'm not saying it's a perfect balancing act all the time, every day, right? right? That's not realistic, but yeah. it is, yeah. it is workable, livable, reasonable, and it, it yeah. makes it, and I make it work. <laughs> yeah. No, I had a guest on the podcast that said, you know, there's no such thing as work-life balance. She likes mm-hmm. to call it work-life harmony. Oh, I love that. I like sometimes you need it here. Sometimes you need it there. You know, you just mm-hmm. do what's, what's good. So some of your clients, who are some of the clients you work for, you don't have to name names if you don't want to and stuff, but what industries do you work in? Well, as of late, I've been working with a lot of per, um, personal brands, a lot of coaches, speakers um, in the wellness, like alternative wellness space has mm-hmm. come up a lot for me in, in, in uh, recent years. I think especially since uh, 
So uh, since 2020, there's been a shift to uh, more people wanting to come out as a personal brand, offer uh, education and, and resource tools like that. So I find that that's um, a big a big one at the moment. Um, but, uh, you know, I've worked with clients in a variety of industries. So it's, it's very fun to what I love about the work that I do is I get to meet people that are doing really incredible things in their field. Um, and that are make, truly making the world like a better place. You know, they're they're putting their time and their heart to helping people, helping their communities, and so it's really exciting to see those kinds of things. Nice. And then you're helping them get that message out, right? Absolutely. And yeah. Branding, branding is huge. What is it that people don't understand about branding and why that is so important? Tell me a little yeah. bit about that. Yeah. So I think where there can be some confusion around branding is there's like you have like your brand messaging versus like brand marketing and your, you know, brand messaging is like your long-term plan and your relationship building with your audience. Right. It's like the uh, it's, it's what the brand stands for and its values and things like that. And I know it and the onset is a lot about the creative, the visual, what you're seeing, but it's also about like, you know, from the color and the stylings and all that stuff. But, uh, it, the deeper message of your brand is uh, what it stands for, the mission, its values, um, how it serves people. Um, and, and those nuances come through in the messaging throughout um, the different channels of your of your business online or even, you know, printed mediums or if you have a brick and mortar, for example. Sure. Um, and, you know, uh, if you're brand marketing, you're usually like campaigning towards something. Um, and, and then that has a little bit of a, a different operation. But I would say that where it can be really simplified for uh, branding is really getting just concise and clear on, well, on what your message is, right? How you want to speak about who you want to talk to and really learning to have a one-on-one nuanced conversations with your audience. Like there's a lot of people your product or service can serve, but how can you have a more um, intimate conversation, if you will, yeah. or a more intentional conversation and narrow in that, that, uh, that, that conversation with them. Nice. Very cool. So uh, when you work with these uh, business owners or, or leaders or the um, wellness people and stuff like that, what is it they're, that they're really struggling with? Is it to get that message clarified? Is it they don't know where to start with the message? What is it they're struggling with? Yeah, so often um, what one will be struggling with is really trying to get uh, concise on the messaging. That tends to be a big one because you want to say a lot of things and you might have a lot of offerings um, or you might have a lot of interest. Like if you're a personal brand and your business, you know, serves, maybe you you have like a one-to-one service and you're servicing in that way, but now you're kind of pivoting to a personal brand and you're speaking on something else, it can be hard. To, to get clarity on how to mix those messages or how to define them. And then the, the hurdle of deciding when to communicate those things, right? Mm. So we, don't, we can say a lot about ourselves or about our business, but it's when to communicate them and how to do it in a way that, that, can, that the audience can pick up on without being confused, right? And so um, just having someone that can come in from an outside point of view and, and yeah. provide clarity there can be really, really helpful. And just kind of be able to narrow and say, okay, I'm going to focus on this messaging. And it doesn't mean excuse everything else. It just right. means having a plan of how you want to execute your communications yeah. and, yeah. and convey those things. That's a great point. Because a lot of times, like coaching, I'll, I'll talk to a client about niching. 
right? What is your niche? Where do you want to, you know, focus on? Oh, I don't want to focus down too much because I'll lose this. It's like, you're not excluding any of this business, but Mm -hmm. this is, your message has to be very, very clear and very concise and you'll hit some people, but other people will then hear that message and go, wow, if they can do Mm -hmm. that for that group, they can help me with this, right? So you're not excluding, but you're trying to focus in on that 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 message laser focus and you're right there are times where you want to communicate and times where you maybe shouldn't communicate timing Mm -hmm. is important on that too yeah Yeah. and also when you have like good and when you have a clarity of your messaging it also helps to qualify that conversation for not only your audience for who it's right for but who it's not right for too right so if you have a service that you want to make sure you're serving the right people and the more that you're in alignment with that conversation with them, the more that they can say yes. And yes, this is right for me. Yes, this feels like a fit. The easier it will be for them to make the decision. And for those that are like, this isn't for me, they'll also be clear on that. And there's something positive about that experience too, because you want to to bring in the right energy, right? Yeah. And you want to attract the right, the right audience. Absolutely. Very cool. So how do you, how do you work with them? How do you help them? Is there um, the, the process you go through? Is it, you talked about that conversation with them to really understand where they are. And then do you help them focus and put a plan together? Do you mm-hmm. design things and let them carry it on from there? How do you work with them? Yeah. So each client's uh, project will be specific upon them, right? So it's unique to what they're looking for. And because I also offer web, web design and creative, usually there's some mix and marry of the, those elements. So it just really depends on what their goals are. But generally speaking, um, the branding and the design will be mixed in together. Usually in, in many cases, um, the business or uh, personal brand They've decided that they want to incorporate some new product or service, right? So they want some new communications around that. They want to figure out how to bring it in and bring alignment to the overall tone of of the brand online and what that's going to look like. And that might come down to some web development um, uh, components that might be some printed collateral that needs to be made. Um, or any kind of digital asset that will visually support that. And then, of course, the branding of aligning the messaging, you know, with the visuals and the story and the, the overall system, um, the overall system that they're going to put forward in terms of communicating yeah. it for the long haul. Cool. And I know like in, in my coaching, I, my website, I had a couple of people look at me kind of weird. Um, I've got uh, done for you, done with you and done to you. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> done for you. I take it out. I take all your work in and I do it for you and the deliverable comes back done with you is more like the one-on-one or group coaching. Mm -hmm. And the done to you is the training. Let me teach you how to do this. So you can go off and do it on your own. Do you similar, do you work that way? Do you take it all in and do the work for them or do you just help them? And then somebody internally with their, their business does the work. Actually, I work with clients at various stages of growth. And so for some, yes, it's a work with you where I'm doing more collaborative work. Maybe they're a bit more hands-on, and they want to do some things on their own and they need some support, right? This is someone maybe who has, feels intermediate with the skills of like web design and things like that, or they kind of know where they are. They just need a little bit of, of support in one area. And then all the way to, um, yes, hands-on where I will do all of the, the things in order nice. to see the project to completion. And as well, um, I they do offer um, resources for those that are, okay. that are just, you know, learning and getting started. Yeah. So do you have a, a favorite product or service that you like to do? Oh, that's like, 
oh, that's so hard to see. It was do I have a favorite? Um, I like different. I like different services for different reasons. So um, I love branding because it's about storytelling. It allows mm-hmm. me to dive in deep and really connect. I'm looking for the emotion, right? The thing that can tie in someone that can say, "Oh, this feels like this connects to my heart," right? Like I know that. Yes, this is a yes. And I want to get to that from an emotion point of view and the storytelling around that and being able to tell that. Um, but then I love the visual component, you know, as yeah. a creative, the opportunity to design is always so much fun for me. So that's a hard, <laughs> hard one to decide. <laughs> so that's cool, though. <laughs> to be that passionate about what you do and knowing that you're helping somebody get their message out. I think that's that's cool. Cool. Very good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about courage. Because in your in your bio, we read that you're a, a newbie stand-up comic. Yes. That I, takes courage. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about how you got into, into comedy. Well, that courage. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, I, I moved to a new city um, in, uh, as a result of, you know, 2020 happenings and everything that happened. And I was feeling a little bit Zoom fatigued, mm-hmm. wanted to explore my city and, and do something that was off the cuff different you know, that required, you know, that had a very low bar of entry, but like could be seriously fun and challenge, um, challenge me in a new level. And I wanted to connect with people in a different way. And um, I was like, well, why not comedy? You know, I tend to be kind of a introvert extrovert. You know, I like to use the analogy of like being a turtle. Like I love to bask in the sun and, and take all that warmth and power of the sun in. But then I also love to come back into my shell. And I, I love that feeling of, uh, of comfort. Sure. Um, and so I wanted to push myself out of the shell a little bit um, and get some get some experience on stage in a fun way. And I nice. got into comedy. <laughs> and has that helped you in your in your business? Oh, absolutely. Tremendously. I think um, comedy has allowed me to, one is when you get on stage, you are trying to engage an audience. You're trying to hopefully make them laugh. And in some instances, you don't. Right. Um, and you have to build a thick skin for that. Um, and it's helped me show up in other areas of my life, even, you know, even here with you in this wonderful podcast, like just to be a little bit more you know, personable and open and, and ready to share. And I think that I, I love that about comedy um, because I didn't expect that going into it. And I feel like I got so much from it in, in, in my experience. And so sure. I love it. And it's an opportunity to connect with people. And man, if I can make them laugh, I really <laughs> exactly. hope I can do it. I love it. That's exactly. No, I've known a, a few people, a couple CEOs, CFOs that um, they took a class like that to help them to better connect with their audience, the stakeholders mm-hmm. at their their business. One guy was a CFO at a hospital, how to get in there and talk to people and stuff. And you tell a little joke to to not only ease your anxiety, but theirs too, right? Yeah. Just kind of open everybody up and, and talk. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the program, we talk about different types of courage. As leaders, we have to tap into certain types of courage in business every day. Um, intellectual courage. The courage to set aside your long-held beliefs and and the knowledge you currently have to make room for brand new knowledge, right? Because there's always something new out there. Um, oh. Empathetic courage, how to set aside your emotions to make room for somebody else's emotions, to be with them in that moment rather than thinking about how it's affecting you and stuff. Um, social courage, saying what needs to be said, even if it's unpopular, right? Um, what type of courage did you have to find to 
start your own business, to get up on the stage and do comedy, to, to get in front of new clients and, and pitch the work that you do? What, what kind of courage did you have to find for that? Oh, well, I think that um, those questions cover all the, the, the topics of courage, right, that you mentioned just now. Is, um, I think in terms of starting a business, it's the faith courage right? Um, getting through to the other side, knowing that there is going to be uh, that even though you don't know the next step, that the next step will happen and to continue to move forward in forward motion and uh, to, to, I guess, believe in yourself, right? And, or to, to have that fortitude to say, okay, we need to take another step or, okay, you know, if there's a block on the road, how do we find another path and, and continue on? I think uh, for getting on stage in comedy, it's, uh, you know, you know, one of the biggest fears is like getting on stage and speaking. And mm -hmm. so I think, um, I don't know if that's considered emotional or intelligent, but I, uh, courage, but I think um, just to, to, to step outside of yourself and be available and vulnerable in that capacity is mm -hmm. a type of courage. Mm -hmm. Um and, and to do it again, too, and to, to keep getting back up, even if it's not perfect, um, even if it's not exactly so. Exactly. Because that's where the fear, I think, a lot for a lot of people, it's like, what if they don't laugh? What if they I don't connect with them? And you yeah. have to keep getting out there and keep trying and keep going. Yeah. Where did where did you learn that courage? Did you pick that up? Family, friends, a uh, coach or a, a instructor maybe you had and teacher you had yeah. in school? Where did that come from? That's a, that's a good question. Um, I think. I think that just comes from a place of wanting to push myself out of the comfort zone. And I don't know if that's considered courage or not. Maybe sure. it is. <laughs> sure. But I think it's just this innate knowing that I am capable somewhere. And if I can push myself to just try, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be forever. Um, and if I, I know that I can get through it, then I'm capable of doing something else or taking the yes. next step. And I, I, I don't know exactly where that comes from. I, but it's just an inner, inner sense of like, this is possible. Possibility. Yeah. Possibility. <laughs> Absolutely. Good stuff. Um, and so some of the businesses you work with and, and the leaders maybe you've uh, been exposed to, what do you look for in a leader? What's important to you in a leader? I think compassion and empathy are, are really important values in a leader. Um, being able to uh, listen, but like listen and hear others and then be compassionate in your response and delivery back, um, I think are very important values for a leader. Um, and I like, I like leaders that can also, you know, take the first step. You know, I think it's very, it's, it's a good sense of, um, aspiration when you can see someone take a hard step as a leader and then you say, okay, uh, you can take that first step. So then yes, it's possible for me. And I like to see leaders that can do that can show others that, you know, it may be hard. It may be challenging, but we can take this. I can take this first step. We can take it together. Nice. Have you worked with leaders like that? Uh, I work with, I work with like, I've worked with solopreneurs and things like that, where I feel like they're, they're everyday leaders and they are leading their businesses um, and their professions and, um, and they're doing a great job taking huge steps and huge strides, you know? Um, 
and being a part of that journey and being able to be like, that is really cool. You know, despite the fact that whatever's happening, you're still paving a way for yourself and yeah. the fortitude to move forward. Yeah. Nice. And so I know, like you said, being the mompreneur, being the solopreneur, uh, you probably bring in talent when you need it, right? To help you mm-hmm. out on different projects and things like that. Um, taking them into account and the clients you work with, if I was to bump in any in, of in these folks on the street and ask them what type of leader you are, what would they tell me? What kind of leader are you? Um, I think that they would call me a gentle leader. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that I am a reassuring leader. I think that they would say that I communicate very well what's needed to get done. Um, I, I do it with, I think, a gentle hand, you know, um, nice. and I try to do it with some humor and some levity. Good. And I think that they would appreciate that, that in, in our, in our working environment. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think they would. Very cool. So what's next for you? You've accomplished a bunch already. More stand-up comedy? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure where the path of stand-up comedy will go. <laughs> I'm in, a, I'm in a place right now where I'm enjoying the journey, but I am doing more yeah. and I'm going to continue exploring what that is for me and continue to work on bringing laughter and levity into my work. That's become my, my journey, especially for this year as well. I'm like, nice. I'm really looking forward to figuring out more ways to bring laughter and lev- levity into the mundane daily things, not just on stage, sure. but how I bring that energy into our interactions together so we can just, nice. you know, so we can enjoy, right? We work so much, all of us. We put yep. so much time and energy in our, into our working lives and we should have fun and joy and laughter. And I want to bring that too, to Excellent. anyone I can get, get in contact with. <laughs> nice. And then what about NDNY? What's next for you guys? Um, so NDNY is, is, Powering along through um, web design and brand strategy, but some new tools and things are gonna are on the horizon. Cool. Um, if anybody is interested in any of those, you can absolutely join my newsletter oh, yeah. and be uh, learn more on those. But those are in the works. Some new training tools and things like that to help Great. others build their uh, branding and design. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And you talk about your newsletter. So if people do want to learn about you and learn more about this and sign up for your newsletter and stuff. How can they do that? What's your website? Yeah, they can go to ndny.studio and, you know, find the the newsletter in the footer or the pop-up, wherever you might find it. Uh, sign up for that because I do give a lot of good value in the newsletter and that's where all my latest and greatest things will will come into your inbox. <laughs> nice. Very cool. And are you active on uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, any of those? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram um, and yeah, on Instagram at hello.miadera. That's okay. the easiest way to connect to all the links. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I will make sure all those links are in the show notes. And this Thank has you. been great. Thank you so much for being on Thank the podcast. So really appreciate it. Yeah, no, this has been this has been fun. I, I'm telling you, you've got more courage than I do. I don't know that I could get up and do stand-up comedy. I don't know. Oh, I, I encourage you to do it. I, I encourage you to do it. You would love it. You'd be surprised. And you know, number <laughs> one thing, some people think like, oh, I'm not funny. It's not really about being funny so much is more about just telling a story. And if you can put a, a unique spin on it, I thought you, you said some uh, good singers in there. I'm sure. We'll see. Yes. Yeah, st- stay tuned here. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Um, 
This has been fun. Thank you again. And listeners, hope you guys are taking a lot of notes, a lot of good information here. Definitely check out uh, the website and and uh, sign up for the newsletter and stuff like that. Um, and, and learn all you can. When this podcast comes out, please share this with your family, friends, and colleagues and leave us a review. Those reviews are important. Any marketing person would tell you reviews are important. So make sure you, you review this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, stick around because there's always more coming. This is it for me, Coach Harlan, saying so long for now.